0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Sacred Living Daily. I'm your host, Jillian LeVon, and I want to invite you to an intentional conversation that is meant to help guide or even motivate you where you are right now in your journey, wherever that may be. So I really hope that you gain something as you listen to this episode. I really hope that you are able to take something from it in any way, shape or form. If you love this episode, please do not hesitate. To share it on your socials. Um, definitely tag us or hashtag Sacred Living Daily, and we will make sure. I will make sure to shout you out all the time. As well, you have the opportunity to join Sacred Living Fam on Patreon. Make sure you check the description box because you can just chime in on the conversations as they are created. So you become really immersed in the journey and in the process of this journey that we're on today. So I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so appreciative that you're here. So go ahead, sit down, relax, and receive whatever is meant for you as we discuss today's topics. All right, guys, see you in the episode. Peace.
1: of sacred family and welcome back to another episode of sacred living daily if this is your first time tuning in hello and welcome to the space i am your host Jillian levon and today is wednesday it is a beautiful mercury day and it's a beautiful day to speak the truth and to honor oneself and one's knowledge and one's ability to express the self okay so that is what today is okay um But in terms of this episode, I wanted to share or have the conversation about the sacred daily practice of prayer. Now, it's so interesting because I feel like I've talked about this topic on the podcast several times over, um, and I feel like I'm being guided to remind someone or a group of people about the power of prayer, and not just about just the power of prayer, but their power, that they have when they pray, okay your power that you have when you pray now in terms of prayer and seeing it and practicing it as a daily uh, a daily practice um, a daily ritual or regimen it is essential that we honor or even uh accept that gift that we have, even believing in our personal abilities to use our voice in order to change and shift and move. And one thing about our people, Black, Indigenous, people of color, Um, one thing about our people is that we really that was part of what made the that made life magical okay we really knew the beauty and the pain that came with life's transitions and the biggest way that we have been able to truly cultivate spiritual strength community emotional maturity emotion, emotional ba- like the our personal emotional bandwidth that has all been cultivated and nurtured through the power of prayer. And I definitely feel like, like I was saying, <laughs> I feel like I'm being reminded, like I said, of just our power in prayer. And just, you know, bringing back up the the cliche that, you know, we are we're still being protected by our grandmother's prayers, by our great-grandmother's prayers, and so on and so forth. And that's really, I really want to talk about that because... When it comes, especially right now, while we are in relationship season, we are in quote-unquote cuffing season. It is Libra season. Libra season is coming with a vengeance to ensure that balance is, that balance strikes again. (laughs) And in the effort of balance striking again, this is causing a lot of relational foundations, or just foundations and relationships between the the you and your another perp- person, you and something else that you've invested your energy into, or maybe it's you know you've been reflecting on how you've been investing your energy into relationships and habits and your relationship with certain habits, like all of that is being called to question right now, and this is what's making this Mercury post shadow very heavy because it's like all of the everything that has you know you contemplated you thought about during retro retrograde season this time is about recognizing whether or not it actually fits whether or not it actually works whether or not like what type of weight it actually holds in your life um because as we know libra season is all about balance so in that idea or with that idea of um reflecting and uh really analyzing how we may act, you know, within certain relationships, spirit is really saying, you know, we have to trust in our ability to, um, we have to trust in our ability to create what we need when we need it. And we need to trust in our ability to destroy what needs to be destroyed when it needs to be destroyed. Right. And in the idea of this creation destroying relationship, right? There is balance in that because what I'm seeing is a lot of people right now are dealing with self-doubt. They're dealing with imposter syndrome. They're dealing with lack of self-love, lack of self-confidence. There's a lot that, and it, it may not even appear like that on the outside, but I'm being shown that this is what's going on internally. This is what's going on in the subconscious. And it makes a lot of sense because you know that's all of what's we re, we're literally transforming our lives right now as a collective based on the north node and the south node, um, being Taurus and Scorpio. Like we are, we're we're literally in a space of transformation and transition, and in the journey that is life, we must recognize it as a spiritual quest. We must recognize that this. This literal thing that we call life is nothing but a quest for our spirit. And it's a quest for our spirit to actualize itself in this physical realm. And it's so interesting because I recently, <laughs> I rent- actually know. I was recently reviewing the, the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs because I mentioned it in yesterday's episode that I recently uploaded today. So, double feature day. Whoa, 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 double feature Wednesday. Um, so, this is th- this episode and the episode prior to this one all published on the same day. <laughs> um, but when I think about just this idea of um, really allowing ourselves to like look at where we are on in the spectrum of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I like to say that was just a, you know, copied version of the chakra system. They're literally exactly the same. Argue with somebody else. That's what I'm going (laughs) to say. But Maslow's hierarchy of needs is more helpful in the terms of, um, Simplifying it, so to speak. I feel like the chakra systems can get a little overwhelming just because there's so many different ways that we can tend to our chakras. Whereas Maslow's hierarchy of needs was like the lazy way of understanding the concepts and traditions that they had learned from Eastern culture, pretty much. Um, and they had literally taken what they had learned in those cultures, Crete, Maslow was like, hey, let me go ahead and just create this westernized version of what I've learned by, you know, being in the Eastern world and really helping, you know, It was his goal was to help his people actualize their self through self-actualization. And through that process, his theory was that in order for you to attain the next level and go above and really reach self-actualization, there were certain things that you had to have, right? That's why that pyramid is, it looks like the food pyramid to me. But even when we think about, the color, coordinate, color coordination and how that relates to the chakra system and, you know, how the the, the base of uh, Maslow's hierarchy, the base, uh, what is it called? Base tier of a Maslow's hierarchy of needs is very reflective to the root chakra and how it's associated with, you know, self-confidence. You know, having your roof over your head, closing your back, water, food, all the, you know, shelter, all those things. And that's essentially the basic, basic needs of the root chakra. And it goes up from there. But I was recently reviewing it and I just, I felt the need to share that for those of you maybe kind of forgot about Maslow's or, you know, you you haven't heard of it because you're like, you know, that's not anything that I was into, you know, as an adult. But anywho, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs provides a POV of, you know, how we can, in the physical world, tend to these energy centers. And so, you know, in this process of me looking at, you know, just reviewing the theory in itself, I'm reminded. I was reminded that even in that theory, the theorist himself changed his mind. Not changed his mind, but based off of his analytical research, he was then able to recognize that this is this ma- this hierarchy of needs is dependent upon a uh, independent burial, which is the individual. And so, if the individual Already has their needs met in terms of their physiological needs, and then they have their emotional needs met, and then they have a lot of you know that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna reach self-actualization. Okay. And once he realized that, he was like, Oh, okay, hold on, y'all, my mistake. Um, you don't actually have to work through them like this, isn't a linear system. The system actually is dependent upon who you are as a person, which all systems are, period. Even prayer, prayer is a system. Prayer is a system to communicate with the divine. Prayer we can call it affirmations, we can call it incantations. we can call it um, uh, spells, we can call them curses. we can call them we can they're, they're synonyms essentially. And at that level of understanding that everything is the same to some degree, you know if you categorize these things, um, they're the same to some degree. And finding that common ground is where we find that foundation. That's where the balance is. So that way we can build from that space. So with a system that is prayer, the sacred practice that is prayer, when you incorporate it into your daily system, when you incorporate it into your daily practice, whether that is the first couple of hours, not a couple of hours, but the first couple of minutes to an hour, of your day dedicated to prayer and affirmation and just connecting with your, your mental space and your emotional self. So that way all of you is in the same moment. Like it's a system. It's some, it's, it's it's legitimately like exercise, going to the spiritual gym. Like as my girl Tony Jones would say, it's the inner size. It's the inner size. It's not necessarily the exercise, the, the outside of the self we're inner sizing. We are energizing our mind. We are sizing our soul. We are literally working out. We are literally in the spiritual gym right now as a collective. And this is essentially to make sure that when we are in the face of conflict, when we are in the season where it's just a stormy season and we are in a space where, you know, life doesn't make any sense. The fog is thick. We don't really know how to move forward. We don't know which way to turn. Or maybe you like I, this is giving. it's giving sea legs energy, you know, and it's like being out in the middle of the ocean. It's a fucking thunderstorm and you've dropped your anchor and you got to just sit there. OK, you got to just sit there while the waves just knock you and pull you and shift you and do all the things but your anchor is what's it's, it's when I think about anchoring, it's like truly anchoring within the depths of yourself. And that is the part that is the hardest because the depths of the self, the get deeper, the more you know yourself, the deeper you, the deeper you go. The more you know yourself, the deeper you go. So when I am sharing with clients, family, friends about how to overcome, how to shift their life, how to get in alignment, I always tell them, open up your mouth and say it with your chest, okay? Because in that process of opening up, saying it with your chest, you're then allowing yourself to shift your frequency, literally from the inside. It's just like when you go into the gym and you haven't been in the gym for the first time, what's the first thing you do? You may stretch for a little bit, but what's the first workout? 10 times out of 10, everybody go to the uh, elliptical or the um, or the uh, the treadmill, okay? The elliptical or the treadmill. It depends on where you are in your cardio journey, okay? And this that practice, right? Let's just compare that treadmill. If you like, yeah, the treadmill is the first thing I get on. Perfect. But do you get on that treadmill and bust a sprint immediately? I'd hope not, unless you've been doing this for a minute. If you've been doing this for a minute, Bob, sprint your way to love, sprint your way to freedom, sprint your way to wherever it is that you're going. Sprint, baby. But if you have just initiated your workout journey or your inner size journey or your journey of aligning your mind, body, and soul, that is a system of practice. You must approach it systematically. You must approach it from a place of practice and not perfection. You must approach it from a place of commitment and not consistency. Because at the end of the day, you can't leave with cons- you can't be consistent in something you never started. How does that work? <laughs> How does that work? You cannot be consistent in anything that you have never started. Or you can't be consistent in anything that you keep dropping. That's not consistency. If you are having a trouble with consistency, you literally have a commitment issue. That's what that is. So if you find like if you feel like okay, well, what are you talking about you? Okay, your spiritual practice, your spiritual walk. You know that prayer, affirmation, journaling, maybe um meditation, maybe it's dance, maybe it's I talked about this yesterday. Whatever your yesterday, whatever your pleasure, your pleasure principle is, okay? If until you until you own that, and you prioritize that feel good at the start of your day, like I said, you have to practice every single day, and it makes me think about those days when it's time to go to the gym, but your quads are super tight, the muscles in your back feels like they're gonna rip, your arm you can barely lift your arms above your head, like. These are the growing pains of going to the gym for the physical body. So understand that the growing pains for going into the spiritual gym is going to be maybe feeling a little anxiety. Maybe it looks like feeling um, feeling some disconnect. Maybe if, Maybe you're grieving. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're mad. Like those are the growing pains of the process. So if you, like I said, seeing life as a spiritual quest. And honestly, owning that power that we have called our voice and we allow the things that are birthed from our vocal cords to liberate us from from any type of um, just, you know, thick energy that just makes you feel weighed down, like you're not moving, like use your voice because that is still movement. Even if you're sitting completely still and you're just speaking to God, you're just speaking out over your life, you're speaking away the things that no longer serve you that you can identify and you're call, you're casting it out and you, you can identify the things that you desire and you're calling it in, that is movement. That is movement. That is movement. That is movement. And the, the part that we kind of drop the ball on as humans, especially as humans who struggle with indecisiveness and that, you know, c- confidence issues and feeling qualified for things, like, if you are that person, the biggest issue, like I said, is trusting the self. is it, You have to get in the space of trusting the self. And I have made a post on uh, Instagram about how if you're doing inner child healing work, and honestly, any type of shadow work, it's important that you pick up a, a, a hobby, a sort of practice that is not monetized it's not goal oriented it's not it's just something that you are then able to uh playfully discover playfully grow at right so for example mine is roller skating I chose between roller skating and and uh swimming and because swimming requires a lot of training a lot like I have to be realistic with where I am <laughs> and baby steps okay so um I me and my husband we have been going rollerblade rollbla roller, roller skating and you know And we were talking about them today. Like, you know, every time I'm getting ready to go skating, I have to fight through so much anxiety. It's just skating. Okay? It's just roller skating. Why am I internally freaking out? And the root of that is because there is an internal desire in me to be perfect. There's this internal energy of, you know, not wanting to be embarrassed from falling. There is this internal, you know, pride that can block me or that attempts to block me from doing things that I'm not comfortable with because of the fear of looking stupid, the fear of fault, like, you know, the fear of failure, falling, whatever it is, right? And until I told myself, I'm never going to stop going skating even after I feel that resistance go away. Because even when that resistance go away, that is, you can't get comfortable. It's just like when, the, when, that, when, your, when your thighs and your quads have loosened up from doing all the working out and stuff like that, you still go to the gym. You still go to the gym. So in the process of trusting myself again, it starts with me keeping the small promises to myself to, blo- to literally blow through resistance, to blow through fear and self-doubt. And so when it comes to prayer, that is one, it, it's, a, it's an essential practice. It's truly an essential practice in order to speak life into the things that you want, speak life into yourself, speak life into your your circumstance, speak life or you know cast out demons. I tell people every day if you know what is holding you back from being and living the life that you desire to live, that is power. You can now call that demon that energy, whatever we want to call it, whatever type of t- title feels right to you we call that energy what it is as its name is for if it's procrastination for example okay you identify that you procrastinate you know that you procrastinate you know that it keeps you from achieving and doing and being and all the things yet and still you still procrastinate because you were not you instead of you calling that energy for what it is and casting it out of your life and then following up by doing something different you are doing nothing but feeding that energy. Even in the awareness, even like, even knowing and still not doing better, you are feeding in the, you're feeding the demon. You're feeding it. And it does nothing but pull you down even more. And you know what's actually pulling you down? Shame. Anger. Resentment. Why? Because you have failed to keep one promise to yourself to get a little better. A little better. Right? to to resolve the conflict or the challenge or the issue the best way you know how and giving the rest to, to your ancestors and God to figure out so that and being open to receive the new solution or the better solution in order to move you forward it is give and take and so thinking of prayer also as a order so to speak right you're placing your order with God that's what the old folks say you're placing your order with the Lord praise God hey And this is where my hoodoo come in because it is—it's still October, it's still Hoodoo Heritage Month. Okay, shout out to my ancestors, shout out to all the other hoodoo practitioners, and shout out to those who are awakening to their power to use the elements in order to conjure up some good things in their life, right? Conjure up that good protection. Um, But in terms of that's where the hoodoo comes in because for me, I'm a mental person. I'm a Gemini rising. I am deeply ruled by air, baby. I am a Leo. But trust and believe, my I am fire and air. <laughs> fire, air, and water, okay? And it ain't a lot of water. It's a whole lot of air. So what I y'all know what happens when you put oxygen on fire. Okay. It gets crazy. And in my healing journey, I have had to not only ground myself, but I've had to legitimately bathe myself, okay, in emotional security and love. I had to literally baptize myself.